What law is there say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. As long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why you think that is? Because of you. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you. I go out of here every morning. I bust my butt putting up with them crackers every day because I like you. You're about the biggest fool I ever saw. It's my job. It's my responsibility. A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house, fill your belly with my food, put your behind on my bed because you're my son. Because I like you, because it's my duty to take care of you. I owe a responsibility to you. Now let's get this straight right here now before I go along any further. I ain't got to like you. Mr. Rand don't give me my money, come payday because he like me. He give it to me because he owe me. Now, I don't give you everything I got to give you. I give you your life. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure they're doing right by you. I made this podcast for my sons. This podcast is not political. This podcast is for the people. It's for the fathers. It's for the sons that will be fathers of the sons and the daughters that do have fathers. This podcast is for men. You are listening to The Fathership Project. Hey y'all, so what's going on, man? Um, this is part two of Systemic Fatherlessness, man. This is the Fathership Project, and I am your host, Demetrius Early. First and foremost, man, I want to thank you uh, guys for listening to my show. Um, part one did very, very well, uh, even in the beginning hours of just releasing it. So I, I really appreciate the streams, the shares, uh, and even more importantly, the DMs, the messages, the comments, the conversations, uh, and even prayerly, prayerfully, I am thanking you guys for the conversations that may have started or ignited in your own homes because this stuff is uh, super serious um, and it's too serious. Like, it's not just something that you, ah, that's interesting. Keep going. No, I think this is something that deserves more than... Um, more than just a listen, man, because um, this stuff has been affecting us for generations, as the Bible tells us, as well as we can see the fruit of these effects. Um, but before we get into all of that, man, let me let me address something. Let me address something. First and foremost, um, we live in an unprecedented, unprecedented time um, where the media has almost more influence and not almost, but the media has more influence than actual law memes have more influence than actual scripture. Right. And ideologies have more power than conviction and discernment. Um, and honestly, what's more, what's been put on more display nowadays is ideology um, it, it's almost as seem even from the church, even from the and when I say the church, I'm talking about people that I've seen, not talking about the body, because the body is made perfect through Christ. So the body ain't the problem; it's the bodies, it's the people, it's the it's the human factor, it's the us factor. 
Um, but I've watched how ideology has become prevalent and become on the forefront and become on the pri- and become the priority. And theology just is something that it, it's something that the that I don't know that it's like a pastime to 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 study theology, to understand theology, and to really for it to really matter in how you even process the Bible. So, and I'm saying all that to say that this podcast is a Christian podcast. This podcast is not political, that, and that's why I say it. it's it's not political. Um, this is direct. You know, this is not subliminal. Like I'm, I am a Christian father. Okay, um, and the whole the whole meat of fatherhood is learning and growing and knowing who the father is and taking that, those traits taking those messages taking those stories and bringing them back and applying them to our lives and becoming better fathers because I can't think of a better example of a father than the father that created the sun the moon the stars the quasars the universe the molecules like I can't I can't think of a better example of an intentional of an intentional um, specific father than the God that can create the be- the biggest and the most advanced supercomputer ever known and that's the brain and uh, I can't imagine or think of a better father than the God that created our circulatory system. I can't think of a better father than the father that keeps the sun far enough to not to set the world ablaze, but close enough to give the world its warmth. I cannot think of a better example of a father, right? That is not just present, but still gives choice. I'm talking about a father that doesn't just set that that doesn't just give presents but sets provisions so that the gift doesn't destroy you but actually makes you grow and then brings you even more. <laughs> like this is what's so dope about the father that we serve. The God that we have actually gave his own son actually gave his own son to redeem us. Now imagine being a father and making that choice for for a world that would deny you, that may not even accept you, for you to give your child to redeem the world. I can't think of a better example of a father that was willing to to make the greatest sacrifice for you to have the opportunity to choose him. So, so I don't want it to be there to be any confusion that when I talk about matters about fatherhood, I'm not going to always just say Jesus, 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 God, God, God. But in context, everything about being a great father is rooted in knowing who God is. When the Bible talks about love is patient, right? And God is love, right? So love is patient. Love is kind, right? As a father, I need to be patient. I need to be kind. like, like these, I'm not just, this is not just ideology. This is theology made applicable. Oh, I said it right. <laughs> made applicable to a specific situation. So I just had to say that, man. That was my quick little rant. But um, so so, and, and I'm saying that because there's so much going on in the world, and I don't want there to be any confusion. This podcast is covered by Christ. This podcast is led by the Holy Spirit. This podcast is to encourage fathers to become greater fathers by 
focusing on who the father is and if they haven't yet giving their lives to the father. That's a real thing that can happen and should happen um, is because I mean, even for me, my test, like I was a father, right? I met the woman of my dreams. I'm like, bet I'm about to marry her. She had a child. And I automatically want to be his father. And I'm telling you that the tr the trials and the tribulations that I'm dealing with with raising a son that's not my that's not my biological baby. One, having to understand adoption, right? Like loving someone so much, but they're not my flesh and blood. But loving them like like I couldn't imagine being able to love my son more. If he was my DNA, like I don't, I can't fathom it because of how much I love him, right? So then I think about how when Christ died, we were adopted back into the faith, and how much Christ loves us, even though what we did disconnected dis disconnected us from God. So we weren't connected to God. Christ comes and reconnects us, and it's an adoption, and it's it's like in in the love is like he is. It's like we're his very own. Like, imagine, imagine that. It's, it's the wildest concept, that that kind of love. And it just continues to affirm and, and explain. So, so I had to really just give you guys an example, man, because there's so much confusion going on. And I don't want there to be any confusion about what this show is about. I don't want there to be any confusion about what I'm really talking about, what I truly believe, and what's popping. Like, I, I don't, because the one thing that I can see in these times is that everybody is being direct about how they feel. And it's crazy that there are people who have that are <laughs> adopted, that are that have Jesus, that have Christ, that have the Holy Spirit being vague. We live in a time where people will identify you directly by your race, by who you vote for, by like we, we're getting identity from everything else. And the people that actually are filled with the spirit of God are like, well, you know, I'm kind of this, but I'm also that and I'm saved, but I'm not soft. Like we got all these, you know what I'm saying? We got all these different registrations and and titles when when where our identity lies. So listen, we're going to have a dope show, man, because I'm on fire. I'm super excited, man. The responses I've been getting, um, just what I've been hearing. Like, I mean, God has just been God. Like, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of hard to describe God as good when God is God. Like, you know, like that's the best way we describe God is by calling him God. Um, which people get into, oh, you know, you get into the names and you get up. But blah, 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 I digress. Y'all get like God is a big enough word for you to understand the depth, the reach, and the power that I'm that we're speaking towards and speaking of. I'm not speaking towards a universe. I'm not speaking towards a energy or I'm speaking about God. I'm speaking about the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking about the Messiah. I'm talk I'm speaking about the Trinity. Like I'm, I'm I don't know. I, I digress. Y'all get what I'm saying. But like I said, this show is for fathers. Well no no let me be honest. This show is inspired by the Father for my sons and prayerfully that it inspires other sons and other fathers to get connected to each other and as they chase after and connecting themselves to God. Because me having me having a son that's not my biological boy, right? And him having another father, I struggled with how would I approach it? So that's why I say all this has to be connected to who God is and how God approaches things. Because then when I go back and I look at how God approaches 
these things, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, okay, okay, so I got to do it like that. Oh, so I can't be, I can't deny his father from relationship because God says, oh, vengeance is mine. Oh, and then, or, or, or about the prodigal son, right? And we think about the prodigal son, but think about the, I, the concept of the prodigal father, the, the deadbeat dad or the dad that's absent. And then all of a sudden, one day he decides to come back and how in the prodigal son, the father I'm talking about, he threw a huge party. He's celebrating them, all of that. And there could be a time that when my son's father comes back into the fold, Lord willing, and I'm praying and I'm hoping and I can't wait for it to happen because my son needs it and deserves it, right? That there'll be a huge celebration He'll be so excited To see his pops He'll be so excited for his father to be like Oh I'm in your life I'm here Here my number Come over you spending the night Here go your sip Like all this stuff that's gonna happen And imagine like the prodigal son's brother He's sitting there like So you gonna throw this whole party for me? I've been here And this is stuff that happens in the real world That's why I say I am a resource, but my source is God, because if I was my source, it would be natural for me to be in my feelings like, no, I'm your pops. You don't need him. It's just me and you and your mama. Like, no, nah, that's not it, because we serve a God that that doesn't believe in mediocre mediocrity, doesn't believe in just this. He believes that he wants he always wants increase in your life. Right. So despite, you know, the Bible also talks about, you know, what, 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 what was, was, what was designed for evil, God can use for good, right? So my son grew up in a situation where his biological father wasn't in the fold right away, correct? But I'm there. Day one, seven days old, I'm there. Before his eyes could even, before he had color, <laughs> I was there. The God we serve covers him in that time with a father like me that's connected to God. So I'm leading him, I'm covering him. God is 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 taking care of that. Boom. But here comes the increase. This is what's so dope. And this is how, you know, looking at Christ and trying to follow God and connecting God to the type of father and the man I am is that now I'm building my son up, which means when when his father's brought up, it's nothing but love. I can't speak against my son. I can't speak against my son's father. I can't, I can't, I can't talk down on them. I actually, this is, this is going to be a weird concept, right? For many, I have to build him up because I am setting it up for the increase because I believe that the day he comes, now my son has increased. Now he doesn't just have that one, but now he has me. So now he has this one and that. Now, now he has two. See the whole design, he may have only needed one, but sometimes the God we serve understands so beyond the feeble mind of man, right? That now he has two men that love him, that are going to cover him, that's going to protect him, that's going to teach him, that have different skills. And, and all of this is because I'm connected to the Father. Because if I destroy the image of that man, if that man ever enters his life, it could tarnish the relationship where now my son feels he has to choose. So the, the, so that God was like, I'm going to give you increase. But because of the pride of a man, now you can only get one. And in some cases, the pride of man is the reason why these, you know, children grow up without fathers. And now you have zero. And that was not God's design. That was not God's heart. That was not what God wanted. So this show, this show is going to be short, man. Like I said, I, I had a lot to talk about, but I didn't want to get too crazy in it. But 
God is good, man. So I want to encourage you fathers out there. I want to encourage you mothers. I know, ladies, I know I talk about my dads a lot. I talk to my guys about his sons and his daughters. It's not to neglect you, but I got, like, we I, we need time to kick it with each other and someone focusing and designing. Because women, y'all got groups and expos and Sarah Jakes and y'all got all these people imploring and encouraging y'all. But fellas, who do we have that's encouraging us about stuff that's serious? I'm not going, we're not arguing about LeBron. We're not arguing about football. Listen, if you have a child out here and if you have a child out here and you're not in their life, you can't it's and you can't even consider yourself being God because God is in his children's life. And there are believers, there are other people that believe in God and honor God and thank God, and God made us in his image. But you're not walking in God's image. If you're if you have a child out here and you're not in their life because you can't tell me this is why it has to connect back to God, because if we connect it back to man, there's a lot of men that don't that fall short. But if we connect it back to God, God, you can't tell me a man on this planet that God is not in a life. And I'm, when I talk about man, I'm talking about mankind. But you can't tell me about a child of God that God is not in their life. That's and that doesn't mean that they're not being denied. Right. That doesn't mean that people aren't denying God, but God is waiting on them. God not like, oh, you not messing with me? I'm not messing with you. No, God waiting. He's like, come on, come home. <laughs> Let's do this. So, I'll wait. Tell me someone on this planet that God is not there for. So I can tell you in love that you lying and you wrong. And then I'm going to tell you, so, so there's no excuse, but now let's figure out an action plan to get you back inserted into your family's life. And it ain't going to be easy and it shouldn't be easy because you should have never left. And if you was denied, we're going to have to figure some ways around that. That may be your consequences of how you went about it, whatever the case may be. We know that, God will stand in the fire. So if we know that God won't allow fire, death, destruction for him to separate himself from you, what excuse do you have for you to turn your back on your child or not to fight to be in their presence? Tell them like that. That's, we have to connect it back to God. If you connect it back to man, it's like, well, I tried and he didn't want to be with, you know, around me and his mama was this. Like man has excuses. God has results. Man always has excuses. But Christ, God always creates a remnant. That means God always have a, has an answer already set in place for every problem. So and so the Bible even talks about, you know, that when they're in sin and when you struggle, if always God always has an exit strategy for you. That means for every excuse, for every reason you have to sin or every reason you have to do something that you don't know you know you shouldn't be doing if you really stop and look there is a remnant there is a response there is a solution that God has for you but you gotta want it you gotta like you gotta go at you gotta hit it you gotta you gotta want that thing so the fathership project is about becoming more like the father so we can be amazing fathers that's the because God is an amazing father <laughs> Like it's it's a no-brainer. So I digress. But I want to encourage you in these times. I want to encourage my fathers. I want to encourage my mother. I want to encourage my men. I want to encourage I want to encourage my men. So listen, man, real quick. Um, I want to talk about things that God did to show us how to be fathers, right? And these are things that we struggle with right now as man. But I'm hot. 
<laughs> so let me. Um, it's the song. I don't know how many times y'all heard it, but it don't matter because it's an amazing song. I'm gonna drop this cut by uh, my man Darius James. It's called "Good Good Father." It's it's it's, it's exact. <laughs> it's who God is. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're gonna check this out with Darius, and then I'm gonna go right. I'm going right into identity um, to finish out this um, this subject of systemic fatherlessness. And um, so you listen to the Fathership Project. This is Darius James, Good Good Father. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of one day think you're like and I've heard a tender whisper of love the dead of night in the
super dope search Darius James um you'll find him everywhere it's another Darius James he a rapper and he kind of be wilding but this Darius James wear like a beige jacket he always wear jackets all year round my cousin wears jackets but the boy is on fire um real crazy artist real dope artist check him out it's Darius James it's called good good father if you find good good father you find the right Darius James he kind of look like Akon so if you you see a guy that look Akonish, but like if Akon was saved and you know was born in America, this is him. But let me stop playing. Okay, so look, the first thing I, I want to talk about is I want to talk about identity because um, and I touched on it in the other show, but I wanted to get a little more into it, man, because you see it so much in right now in this time in this era, it's in the forefront. Identity is one of the biggest things people struggle with. You see that from the Caitlyn Jenners to the Dwayne Wade son. And I don't want to say young man's name because he's a baby. And, he's, and so I'm going to say Dwayne Wade because the father should cover the son. So whatever issue, you go to the daddy. If your kid is acting dumb, if you got, if a kid is messing with your son, don't mess with that baby because that baby is a, is a product of his daddy. So if you want to beat somebody up, go beat his daddy up. No, I'm joking. Don't go beat him up. But that's what that's who's responsible, right? Children and how they speak, how they talk, how they carry themselves, those are tellers of their their of of how, what their house is like. You want to see what someone's house is like? Sit their kid down and just let them talk. Watch how they behave in the world. Dads. They set character. Dads encourage character. They encourage, at, like dads, which is crazy, just being a father, you create atmosphere. And this is some things that even women have to admit. And, you know, moms be kind of frustrated because a mom got to fuss with them, especially if you got boys. They got to fuss and tug with them sometime. And then daddy come in the room and everybody like, hey, daddy in the party. Like, it's, it's just a different vibe. Or when they wilding and you got to come in there with the mug and they, oh, oh, oh. Like it's it, it scary, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like dads set atmosphere. 
This is not just for your children. This is for your home. I could tell y'all when I'm scared of something, it, it hits my family. You know, when I was in the hospital and I was just sitting there, I was defeated and I was beaten down. And I didn't want my family to see me, but they came in there and they saw me anyway. And my kids were just terrified. My wife was scared. Like, everybody was scared. And it was my fault. One, because I put myself in the hospital because I wasn't taking care of my body. I was wasn't being healthy. But two, because I had so much fear that it was like, man, God didn't even exist. Like, God had no control over my situation. So I forced my family to walk into a room where God couldn't exist, not because he couldn't exist, but because he wasn't allowed to be God in that room because he gives us free will. And I was walk and I was sitting in a room with pity and no faith. So I stripped that opportunity from my family just in that moment because of fear. This is why identity is so important because dads, we set, we set. So first thing, dads, you set the tone. If you get up and you lay around and you don't do nothing, your kids is going to think that that is the vibe. If you're mean to the mother, if you fussing, if you don't take them out, if you don't love on them, my kids cut into me all the time. If you don't get up and try to cook, if you don't grocery shop, if you don't rush it, like if they, they are, you are setting the tone for who they're going to want to be. Even when they rebel, I'm telling y'all, me and my dad did not have the greatest relationship growing up. I rebelled and I'm telling y'all, even in my rebellion, I've done so much like my dad to the point where I even got a job on my own around the corner from where he worked, doing the same position. For a different company, he worked for one big automaker, I worked for the other. I'm telling you, blood is, is crazy. But let me go to identity. So, so in the Bible, Jesus was um, getting baptized by John the Baptist. So, you know, if you know the story, you know, Jesus basically was like, John, I need you to baptize me. John, like, nah, I want you to baptize me because you're the Christ. I'm just John. He's like, listen, pro prophecy says you got to do it. You are the baptizer. Hence, John the Baptist. Let me tell y'all, that did not click for a long time. Like John the Baptist, I just thought that was a name. I'm like, wait, John the Baptist. Oh, he baptizes the bat. Oh my God, I digress. Anyway, right? He baptizes him. It's one of my favorite parts in the scriptures. First of all, I hate when I say it. I'm sorry. The, the scriptures is my favorite part in the scriptures. <laughs> but this one part really hits because um, it's one of those moments I love. These type of moments So I tell y'all real, real real quick Real super sidebar too When a dad And this actually goes To my core I'm about to be stupid Oh my god I'm about to be stupid Transparent with y'all Listen Me and my dad um, Did have a sort of A strange relationship And it was Everybody's fault Let me just say that My fault My mama's fault My dad's fault It was everybody's fault But my grandma's And my aunties Everybody else was It wasn't, it wasn't their fault It was our fault me, my mom, and my daddy. And as I got older, it became more of my fault and, and, and less of theirs. Um, but I'm a sucker for father-son moments, right? I'm talking about <laughs> in a movie, um, if a dad does something, right, it gets me. Like, you you get a tear, right? And it's not, it's not always just father-son, but like mentor moments. It's like... Y'all know the moments when a when when a, a kid or a child when somebody needs that little kick or pushing that motivation and they do it, it gets me. I can't even lie. <laughs> um, and there's this one scene like I give you an example, and I'm talking about I cry. I watch a movie. I'm a big dude, you know, slimming down, but I'm still a big dude. And you'll see a tear if you pay attention. You'll catch me with a tear. It's this one part, man. 
with Spider-Man, Enter the Spider-Verse, right? When Miles Morales' dad is at the door talking to him about how much he loves him, how special he is. And he's encouraging him, Miles, which Miles actually unlocks his true nature and his true power because his father was encouraging him and pouring into him. And I'm crying. <laughs> I'm at the movie theater crying about a superhero cartoon movie because a father empowered his son. And it's it was just undefeated, man. Um, it really gets me. I love those moments, man. Um, and it's probably because there was a deficiency when I was younger. And I'm not even saying my dad didn't do them. I don't remember them. I was too mad to accept them. See, that's what's crazy, too. Your mindset could be blocking stuff that's there. Because I remember, like, there were things that my dad would say and do, and they didn't hit because I was so mad at him that I was denying what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted what he was trying to give me, but I denied it because I was mad at him. So, um, I'm telling y'all, it's that it's this one part, man. I'm going to do it in the video. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it in the video. When I tell y'all, when his dad was talking to him, I'm, I'm and I, all the time. Um, it's another part. When he tells Miles he loves him and they talk about faith, I cry. Or, uh, any movie... You catch a father moment I'm, uh, in uh, Guess Who with Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. And this is just a moment he's sitting there talking to him, encouraging me like I'm scared. Like, but I don't want to be like my dad because Ashton Kutcher's dad was, you know, not in his life. He abandoned him. And he said, you know, a man has a choice to be whoever he wants to be, no matter who his father was. Right. And it was just powerful because it was a father encouraging a young man about the father and the man that he will and can be despite what his father was and has been for him which was powerful i'm telling you i'm tearing up now that's crazy but for real like I, I just i love the father-son moments man they so powerful to me right so so in this time let me go back i didn't went all the way to the spider verse now i'm back okay in this moment jesus christ is baptized and they say then Skies open, the sky opens up, the Holy Spirit falls upon them, and God said, this is my son. Like, literally, this is my, hey, hold up, watch out, that's my boy, right? That's like when you play at a football game and you hit a three or you make a tackle or score a touchdown, and hey, that's my boy. Like, that's that moment, and I'm telling you, I don't care what your kid tell you, he heard you. You could be in the middle of Ford Field with 10,000 screaming fans, which ain't happening now, but I digress. Anyway. Your son hears it <laughs> because they want to hear their daddy proud of him. And I thought that was just such a that's such an amazing moment in the in, in the in the Bible where and God does it all through the Bible. Like the whole relationship between father and son, which is tough because people get into the, you know, the Trinity and well, how does he talk to himself and he the father and the son? Listen, I don't gotta understand it for it to be facts, right? I, I've 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 matured beyond thinking I need to understand it for it to be true, right? I don't understand how my brain works. It doesn't stop it from working, right? Anyway, I digress. But there the the moments in the Bible where God, Father, and Son have these these this these these di the, the dynamic between Christ and, the, and, and God and They're so special You know what I'm saying I'm talking about Think about how many times when people question him He says Honor the father Or my father Or my Like he, he quotes his dad all the time It's, it's the craziest thing it's, it's the dopest thing right 
but I but I saw in that moment when the Holy Spirit fell on Christ, it was God giving, you know, giving him identity. Because this all had to happen for Christ to fulfill his mission. He had to be baptized. He had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like he he had to go through, he had to walk this whole thing out. And God, everything happened was intentional. So God said, this is my son. That wasn't just to, for Jesus to know who he was or to be validated and reaffirmed. But it was for those that could hear, that had eyes to see and ears to hear, the people that would, for them to know too. So I think about this. Imagine, what are you saying to your sons for the, about their identity? What are you calling them? What are you telling them? What are you pouring into them? And when they respond, you know, regurgitate what you say. Who are they showing who they are? Because nowadays, check this out. I was talking to some friends a while back, and I said, man, Donald Trump did this thing. I think this was dope. Oh, so you're a Trump supporter. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, man, you know, um, I disagree with this policy, man, that Biden or these. I, I don't, I disagree with this Black Lives Matter uh, thing that they, you know, that they're in their, uh, you know, and they're about page or whatever. He's like, oh, so oh, so you're not black if you can't mess with black Black Lives Matter. Like, wait, what, what, wait, what? Um, he's like, oh man, do you believe the earth is flat? I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I really don't care, but for the sake of respecting the conversation, I'll say, no, I think it's round. Oh, so you're 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 a round earther? Like, huh? <laughs> What? Oh, you know, or oh, so oh, you're an introvert. I'm like, I, I, look, listen, listen, me, man, listen. Come on, black man, you got to think like this. I can't. Oh, you know, or, oh, I'm so disappointed in you. Meet you as a black man. I can't believe you talking like this. I'm like, like, like. So, and I'm telling you, these are all these identities that are being pushed and forced onto me to have to fit in. When I honestly have been honest and directed up, say, boy, I'm a Christian. That's my identity. Now let's talk about everything else. Because everything else is subject to change, subject for interpretation, and is subject for my opinion. And, and, and it can be overturned. The only thing that I'm not willing and open to overturning is my faith. Oh, man, I think Biden is a terrible candidate. Okay, let's go over some facts. I may, I may be open to say, oh, he dope. Oh, no, he's still gross. Cool. Trump is this. Yeah. Oh, man, he sucked there. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Boom. I, like, like, I'm open because those things aren't my identity. Just like I have a friend who doesn't believe uh, it, this president would be a great president. We still cool. Why? My, I'm, my identity not wrapped up into that. Or even when, you know, talking about the introvert, like, I'm, I'm not wrapped up into embodying any ideology that isn't my faith. Because everything else is an ideology. My faith is something different. So, so, and, but that's where my identity is. So, as I raise my young men, they their identity is in Christ that I put impart, I, I impart in them and encouraging them so that everything that they do isn't surrounded about them being a Trump supporter or this supporter or or uh, or generation this or like they're 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 being led and guided by who they are and that's this is my son. My son and early stand for this. We're believers. Stands for that. So all these other labels people are trying to give them, my kids can respond and be like, but I already know who I am. Oh no, you're a little girl. No, I'm 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 Croy Early. I'm a, I'm a young boy. I'm a young man growing to be a man. Like I'm my dad told me this. This is what it is, and this is a re, this is a fact. 
And there's no deviation from it because this is this is where my identity lays. Lies not in that he's a male, but that he's a that he's a child of God, and that in in accepting that he's a child of God, he accepting the blueprint of who God made him, and God made him is a young man. For for my niece Taylor, I love you, Taylor. A young lady, Dejanet, young lady. Like so, it, so it, this stuff, and this is identity that's imparted by the parent. The parent setting the tone matters so much. And all I see in this world now is a bunch of people who don't know who they are and they're fighting to figure it out. So they're letting people tell them anything they need to hear so that they can feel like they're part of something. People are denouncing God because they want to be black. <laughs> people are denouncing what they truly believe because they're being told that this is what being black means or this is what being black does like people are being led astray because they don't know who they are and some of this has a lot to do with because they never had the opportunity for them to have that moment where their father says this is who you are and the only way a father can do that is through Christ telling him who he is. That's the whole thing. There are fathers that's talking, spitting poison on their children because their hearts is corrupted because they haven't given their lives to God. They haven't given their hearts to God. They haven't given their pains and, they, and their faults. Like, so that's why I say it's all, listen, I'm a great dad, but I'm only a dope dad because I'm trying to be like Christ. I'm a copycat, for real. Like, I'm, like sometimes I got to tell, tell myself, I'm a fraud, man. Oh, let me meet you a great dad. I'll be like, yeah, you know, you feel, you know, God, it's just easy. Like, I, I can play it and finesse myself, but truth be told, I'm only, I'm only copying. I'm only copying and plagiarizing the blueprint that was already set before me. My kids, I want to pop them upside the head. Oh man, Christ said, oh, "Okay, cool, man. I got to be patient. Love is this." Oh man, like I'm, I'm really, I'm really a fraud if you think that I'm a cold dad because I'm just Demetri because Demetri's just a cold dad. No, I'm only great at whatever I'm great at because I'm trying to be like the God who told me that's what I was supposed to be doing in the first place. So I excel in areas that I'm trying to be like God because it's attached to my purpose and my purpose is given to me by who? The God that told me who I was. The same Jesus that walked his whole life out, that was given his whole mission, was given his identity, then the mission. <laughs> identity, mission. This is who you are. Bong. That's what you do because what you, what you well, cause it's all tied together. It's just... It's just a lot, man. But we gotta impart our we gotta impart identity into our babies. We gotta be there. We gotta have them father and son. We gotta have them Miles Morales moments. Listen, y'all, Miles couldn't even go invisible on his own. Miles couldn't go invisible on his own until his dad encouraged him. Think about that, man. His dad don't have no superpowers. I think I lost somebody. They like, bro, is he is he comparing Jesus to Miles Morales is no, I'm, I'm not. Miles had some cool powers, but he ain't had Jesus' powers. I'm just saying, but, but I digress. I digress. Let me get y'all this one more thing real quick, and I'm and I'm done. So it's a part where you know I talked about the the sins of the father, and this is where fathers we got to get ourselves right. We got to identify our issues. We got to be focused on that, right? Because the sins of the father, the sins of a father. Follow our babies. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I gotta find that joint. Okay, so this is gonna be Exodus 20 and 5. Real quick. It says, 
You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of your fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. Right. So look real quick. Here, let me take it back up. This is part of the Ten Commandments. Basically, talked. So he says, and 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 God spoke all these words, saying, "I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image, or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of your fathers, visiting the iniquity of the fathers." On the children to the third, fourth generations of those who hate me. So basically God is talking about that time. You know, so when the Egyptians were were, were um were freed, that wild rebellious bunch that every time they got hungry, they start trying to rebel against God. Anyway, God told them this was the blueprint. Don't create no idols and do not worship them, right? God is a very jealous God. So what happened was or what, hap what happens is, is he says that if you hate, if you do that, the sins of them, right, of those fathers will hit the third and fourth generations of the children. <laughs> Listen, if you bow down to those idols that I already told you not to create, right? Look at this. I want you to I want to go back to the idols, how he describes the idols, because this is. Very, 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 very important. You should not have no other gods before me. You should not make them for yourself any carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So these idols that we can create, even if they're heavenly or they're powerful, whatever the case may be. And these heavenly idols are all the way to just our looks, uh, celebrities, whatever, whatever, angels, whatever the case may be. Remember earlier, I said that father said atmosphere, right? If a father worships and bows down and succumbs to the lust of, 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 of idolatry, right? Of idols. This it says that it can affect the third and fourth generations of the children. Because you can only serve one God. And see, this is why this whole concept of, you know, of being lukewarm is like you have to be careful because if you love God. You love him by loving his people. You love him in all things you do. If you, but if you love other, if you love other gods, if you have other idols, you can't love God. You can't serve two masters. So fathers, you're not only setting the tone for your house, but you're setting the legacy for those that come after you. Because everybody wants to leave an inheritance. But let's just be honest. What type of inheritance are we leaving? Poverty, debt, obesity, adultery, alcoholism, hate, hate, hang, <laughs> hangry, hate, anger. So imagine while that imagine leaving a legacy of an environment without God, fear, 
passing down a poverty mindset, passing down hate, anger, unforgiveness, unhealthy uh, financial practices, as well as unhealthy lifestyle. Like, like these are inheritances that we pass down and it, because these are idols, right? And these things can become idols. So, and it says it can affect the third and fourth generation. So we have to break away from these systems, the system of this hip hop culture about crime and oversex and not oversexual, sexualizing our women, exploitation, making everything okay as long as it brings you a lot of money, right? Celebrating these things, these are systems that um, perpetuate fatherlessness, celebrating crime and murder. Celebrating drug addiction, celebrating drug, you know, the, you know drug uh, distribution, so, like celebrating these things that create <laughs> that creates fatherlessness. Celebrating gang activity. Celebrate like celebrating, pro- celebrating things that are self-destructive to our communities, to our people and will leave our children fending for themselves and cursed because of the sins of their fathers. We can break those systems, but we can't talk about them. We got to break them within ourselves. We have to become delivered. We have to get delivered from a lot of these things. We have to repent from a lot of these things. So that God can restore the generations, that he can restore the legacy. I pray this helps, man. You have to listen to the Fathership Project. Peace and God bless. My name, hi, my name is Chase. Can you check out my daddy's website? Hey, this is Carter. My dad got some new hoodies and hats. And I, and I want y'all to check them out. Hey, this is Crony Tutor. Check out ddemetriusearly.com right now. Play Air Media.